We were watching Invasion of the Body Snatchers and Terror of the Zygons last night. It was exciting. I have never seen something with so much drama in it. I was emotionally moved to a heady sense of excitement. We could not get enough of it. We want more. We all went to bed and woke up superior beings. Sorry, I'm late, guys. Sorry. Oh, oh crikey, where's the microphone? What will we be doing? Welcome, welcome, <laughs> welcome, dear listeners. To no, 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 down, down. It was the oh. dawn of the third. <laughs> and welcome to this, the latest staggering stories podcast. I'm Crumbly. I'm Fake Keith. I'm Adam. I'm Jean. And I am I'm the most wonderful huggy squeezy toy in the whole oh, world no. ever. I love you too. It's Valentine's next week, yeah. isn't it? We just had our anniversary. Yes. Yes. Oh, yes. yes. Is that 52? I... <laughs> Sorry? 52, wasn't it? 48. Oh, I don't yeah. know about you two, but I felt quite old when I found out how old you've been married. 26. Uh, Karen, Karen, all I can say is, I'm so sorry. I'm really yeah. just so sorry. So yeah, next time you get a bloke to sit next to me, make sure I want to actually talk to him. <laughs> okay. Anyway, without further ado, pot people aside, it's the news with El Presidente. Woo-hoo. Pause for music. Doctor Who news. Oh, yeah. yeah. The sixth Doctor of Death. (gasps) Dun, dun, dun. As last words go, carrot juice, carrot juice, carrot juice are probably not the best, but that's what Colin Baker's sixth Doctor had before promptly turning into Sylvester McCoy in a bad blonde wig. Yep. Big finisher changing that, giving Colin's Doctor the send-off he deserves in a four-story box set called, unimaginatively, (laughs) The Sixth Doctor colon the last adventure <laughs> with you colons today <laughs> she's colon happy today <laughs> stories will span the sixth doctor's time after his trial and include such characters as constance miranda raisin mm. charlotte pollard india mm. fisher flip liz green lisa <laughs> greenwood mel bonnie langford Squeamish jago green. and lightfoot christopher benjamin and trevor baxter and the dastardly valyard michael jason big finish producer david richardson said i felt very strongly that regeneration stories and each doctor's final end are very important to doctor who fans these are stories that allow us to see the doctor at his most courageous making a sacrifice that makes us love him more. And so I asked Colin if he might finally consider... (laughs) ...doing the Sixth Doctor's final story with us. Colin Baker said... 
I owe a lot to Big Finish. They have given my doctor the opportunity to live beyond those few episodes on television which were recorded during a time when the programme was under siege from various quarters. My doctor did not benefit from that time. However, a big finish, the sixth doctor has lived and breathed anew and developed in a way that I am extremely happy with. That would be the only reason I've agreed to bring my doctor to an end. Although it's not really an end because big finish plucks stories from the whole era of every doctor. And I can promise you, it's a cracker. The sixth Doctor, colon, the last adventure, is already in the what can. What is it with you and colon? And will be released in September 2015. Are you going to you can me? never, ever have too many colons. <laughs> Actually, are you going to have colonic irrigation? She is. So does that mean he's then not going to be called anymore? No, no. No, no, he no, will. He's just, just, this is his, because, he's, just, he's just doing his end of yeah, solid yeah. ones and then he's going to call yeah, some more because, in between. Because they do the whole range of Yeah, that, no, yeah. I wasn't sure if he was doing his no, last story because he was actually then going to yeah. stop recording with them. No, no, for I think for whatever fact, reason. This, the main range of carry on, his stories in the main range, this is kind of a special. Yeah. But I do I like his. I must admit, I love the big finishes anyway. But uh, I think this is actually the third Sixth Doctor regeneration oh, at story. Least. Been, yeah, at least. least. Yeah. There's well, there. I believe what is it? Spiral Scratch was uh, BBC Books Missing Doctor mm. last Doctor adventure, uh, Sixth <laughs> Doctor adventure, yeah. and I think Virgin was going to do one, but they lost the license. And then somebody produced that book as a sort of form of Kickstarter okay. charity. So the, the I can't remember the name of that one. No, not for the life of me. I read it somewhere. There are a couple others. Yeah, I think this. I think, to my knowledge, this is the third last sixth Alternate Doctor story. universes. Yeah, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Doctor Who. Everything is awesome. Everything is awesome. Sorry. Thank you. You've been at the Smarties again. <laughs> you sucked them all. The, the white Smarties now. one of them. <laughs> After many years of fans' hopes, finally it is happening. Doctor Who Lego! Yay! I wasn't hoping for Doctor Who Lego. I was. There's something else to tread on. Yeah. <laughs> we had those perfectly adequate non-Lego Doctor well, we, Who Legos. We, we have to mm. have Doctor Who Lego so that we can play with it until Ben's old enough. And Ben's walking now. Yep. Sorry. Yeah. And, and it Time can for cost, Lego bits. Yeah, and yep. it can cost <laughs> a bloody fortune. <clears throat> anyway, sorry, sorry we're interrupting sorry, you. <laughs> Last year, fans submitted Lego ideas for Doctor Who went from being banned to allowed, with the Lego website stating, Resolved past licensing conflicts. Woohoo. We now welcome projects based upon the following licenses that have that used to have conflicts. Doctor Who, February 2014. Mm. It's taken the best part of a year, a year that has seen other fan submissions for the likes of Back to the Future and Ghostbusters come to market. But now we have official word that is really happening. Emma Owen from Lego Ideas said of the two newest licenses... We're extremely excited to announce a Doctor Who and a Wally. Wally as well. <laughs> yep, we'll yes. be released as our next Lego Ideas fan based sets. Congratulations to the designers Andrew Clark and Angus McLean. Quite what this means for the competing character building, not not Lego <laughs> Doctor Who block, block construction sets that started to arrive in 2011, we just don't know. Mm. The implication is that they no longer have the license. Dun, dun, dun. Mm. News on exactly what we will be getting from Lego, when and for how much, will be announced at a later date. Well, I can mm. answer that straight away. Yep. We'll be getting 
Lego men that vaguely look like Matt Smith and Peter Capaldi for far too much money mm. and oh. probably won't be this month. <laughs> and Lego Daleks and there'll be a Lego TARDIS. And they'll have only three balls down I, the side. I, I just have to room, say, I think, and I just have to say, you're missing the point here. You are missing the point. Okay. <laughs> if this reign is successful, mm-hmm. yep. we could go into expanded Lego-ness. Like they, have, like they have done with uh, the Batman ranges, the Star Wars <clears> ranges, <throat> and the uh, Pirates of the Caribbean ranges. Ooh, yes. So we're, we're, we are talking potential Lego computer games based on Doctor mm, Who. Yes. Yeah. That's <laughs> probably chumbies. why it took so long to actually get the licensing sorted out, because of all the implications. Uh, Maybe. While we're on the subject of Lego, um, there was an article in the... <laughs> Where did that come from? <laughs> that See, looking around for it really doesn't come up. <laughs> <across. laughs> <laughs> <laughs> it was excellent it's called, it's called It's called character acting. It's I know, called it getting into the park. Looking around, really absorbed into the role. <laughs> Apparently, there is an online version, a Lego version of Fifty Shades of Grey. Oh, <laughs> oh the trailer. Yeah. Is there lots of white... Tiny blocks for... No, that's... <laughs> a lot of white singular blocks. <laughs> so if we have, like, a Doctor Who Lego game, when the yeah. TARDIS materialises, it's just lots of blue bits flying everywhere. Well, and it's and a rebuilding box themselves. assembling. It's Maybe. so yeah. cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, See, that is... I don't mind, because that's... You know how much that's going to cost yeah. you. Yeah. But it's mm. the idea of them coming out with um, a TARDIS set, you know, say, one-eighth scale, one and charging you... Big. You know what I mean? <laughs> and charging you, like, 800 yeah. quid yeah. for the I, privilege. I, I, yeah. Yeah. The 300-piece the, the death Star. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and there is—I'm not sure if Adam knows it. I'll throw him the link or whatever. But there mm-hmm. is a Lego Time of the Doctor YouTube video. Mm-hmm. The the eleventh oh, yeah. regeneration into t- regenerates into twelve, yeah. but it's cool. done in leg CGI Lego. Yeah, yeah. yeah. brilliant. <laughs> yeah. Mm, yeah, I mean, talking of you know, um, Star Wars Lego, I mean, when I saw how much these Jawa sand crawler cost, yeah, oh, yes, thirty yeah. odd pounds, thirty, hundred and thirty. Um, try doubling that. Is it really? Ooh, okay. Yeah. 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 While we're on the subject yeah. of Star Wars, yes. any listeners <laughs> who happen to be in Crawley, um, if you go into County Mall, the shopping centre. And look up. They've oh. got a whole fleet of Star Destroyers yeah. hanging from Ooh, the roof. It's true. Really yes. weird. Any it's reason very, very why? Odd. We're not sure. Not sure at all. They haven't been painted yet. But Are they, they going to be? Well, no. <laughs> I'm back at work on Wednesday, so I plan to ask the question of when are they going to introduce the rebel fleet at the other end? <laughs> You've got to ask the manager of County Mail about his imperialistic agenda. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I must say, I'm glad about the Lego things. The uh, the not Lego, mm, they yeah. weren't very good quality. The actual sets just fell apart yeah. as soon as you looked at them. Yeah, like the concert well, room, the walls would fall off because <laughs> they hadn't designed it very well. It yeah, just, and maybe the blocks didn't. That was the uh, didn't grab as well. console room. Must have been. <laughs> yeah, Edge of Destruction, Frontiers yeah. version. Yeah, Mind yeah. Robber version. Maybe Mind Robber. Yeah, yeah. I think Lego would be a bit more solid. Mm. Back to the news. Mm. The Musketeers. Back for third. Huzzah! (laughs) (laughs) BBC swashbuckler The Musketeers has been granted a third series. The bunch of beardy weirdos will be back... Weirdies! Weirdies! Not weirdos, God! You're so harsh! No, I can't actually see what I'm reading. Okay. The bunch of beardy weirdies will be back in the Czech Republic for filming in April, presumably still with the Mark Warren's devious 
Roachford replacing the otherwise <laughs> better... Is it Roachford? I have no Rochefort. idea. Otherwise better occupied Peter Capaldi's card new Richelieu. Ro- Roachford, was that guy who did that song, Cuddly Toy? Just about <laughs> <laughs> right. yeah. The second series currently continues on BBC One on Friday nights with the third expected in January 2016, Ooh. even though they cancelled Atlantis. Yes. The swine. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to admit, I watched some of the first series of um, Musketeers simply for Capaldi. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Or wasn't he wonderfully villainous, even when he was undressing <laughs> the maid? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't watch any of the second series and didn't realise... Really that, three in, I think. Yeah. No, no, I, I didn't realise that Richelieu had been killed, uh, been offed. Yeah, and I, I'm trying episode, to, he's suddenly dead. Yeah, I'm trying to get my mind around that because he was the main villain from the book. Mm, yes. Mm, yeah. He yeah. was the only villain in the book. Based on... Yes. Yeah. 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 See, yeah. he would have remained the main villain. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm just wondering <laughs> if... Couldn't well, they find uh, another old man with with a moustache. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but surely means well, they could have a, a time-travelling Rochefort. Cardinal Richelieu. I have to admit, I, I, try, I love Musketeers and Swashbuckers mm, yes. and all this, but, and this series is just... No, I've not been able to get into it at all. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, I watched most of the better. first one, mm. and um, I've tried watching some of these episodes. No, and the only thing I enjoyed about the first one was... ...was the absolute... Yeah. Oozing venom, venom of Capaldi's mm. character. <laughs> oozing venom. Oh, oozing I liked villain. that. He <laughs> <laughs> was wonderfully oozing venom. Ro- Rochefort is a very he's a very capable replacement. The guys, I mean, the, the guys yes, is, isn't he from the books too? Name sounds familiar. Uh, I'm not too sure, actually. Rochefort is, yeah. Rochefort. Yeah. Oh, I think he was meant says, to be I'm probably thinking command. of Richelieu. Mm, yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah, so that means he's a right sadistic so-and-so. Yeah, he really but, is, yeah. you know, the, the, there's, some, <clears> there's, <throat> a, there's a hole in the middle of the book. There's <laughs> a hole in this whole series because Dog Tanyon hasn't appeared in it no. once. No. no. I think no. you're getting... He did. He did. He was one Our of the group of dogs Dog at the beginning. Hero. He's all, he's all worship isn't here tonight. <laughs> Have you seen for him? No. <laughs> Two, three, four. No. <laughs> Thank you. I don't know. I, I never watched Dog Tanya. Musker Hounds. No. Musker Hounds are always ready. And all for one, helping everybody. All for one and one for one. Pretty story. La la la. Bring back the body snatches. At least I will be in pain then. You can see why Capaldi got out. Yeah. Doctor Who comic book. Colon. <laughs> Doctor Who's colon. No, no, you've every got the colon say, in the wrong place. Every time Doctor we say Who. colon, I'm going to say irrigation. <laughs> comic book officially coming to the UK. <laughs> British sci-fi series Doctor Who will finally have its comic book series available in all good British newsagents. On British shelves. Yeah. Sold by British, British newsagents. <laughs> and bought with British What's money. <laughs> they offer you the moon on a stick. We're offering you a British moon on a British <laughs> stick. It's an egg. This it's is, not an egg. <laughs> this is not a political broadcast um, for the for the pub landlord party. <laughs> British sci-fi. Oh, it's going to screw bit. up his career when he gets in. Pull up down, mummy. Won't be at work, will it? Titan Comics are going all out with their comic line, having three ongoing series for Tennant, Smith and Capaldi Doctors, plus an additional mini-series such as the up-and-coming Nine Doctor Five issue story. The what? 
the Ninth Doctor five-issue story. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Okay. These multitudes were only available in the UK as US imports from specialist shops. Mm-hmm. But that's all changing coming the 26th of February 2015. A regular four-weekly 84-page compendium Ooh. is being released, presumably in the usual oversized UK comic format that will bring together an issue from all three ongoing US series in one book, along with an original humour strip (laughs) and local competitions. Probably at £9.99 at which they Mm. normally go. £3.99. Three ninety nine. Can you cope with an embiggened tenant, Smith and Capaldi? Cope with an embiggened tenant all at once. <laughs> yes. Cope with an embiggened yes. Capaldi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I did wonder how long it was going to take them to get around because it was Titan Books, which yeah. is a British company, to my knowledge. It is. Yeah. yeah. Playing, showing a British science fiction character <laughs> that yeah. cannot be shown or cannot be produced in Britain. Yeah. It was an odd situation. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what they've done to get around the licensee issues. Because it was Panini, wasn't it? Panini Those? officially has, mm. at least via um, Doctor Who magazine, yeah. a comic strip. But then Doctor Who Adventures yeah. has a comic strip, too. It's nothing but a comic strip. Yeah. Uh, I'm not quite sure they've done it, but uh, they've wrangled it. They've had, they have managed it. Yeah. The trouble is, I've already got all these on uh, Comicsology yeah. down dodgy, uh, dodgy digital <laughs> download. Dodgy special shops. Dodgy digital download. Do you think they'll embiggen Peter Davison as well? <laughs> well, he'll have an even bigger, round, open, bland face. Yeah. <laughs> oh God, she's gone. Any addendums? Yeah, we've lost her. No, no, I'm. I have no, no addendums. Did anyone this time. win anything at the BAFTA? or whatever it was I, I didn't think, no I didn't either no, no. <laughs> no don't think no one did apparently Tenet. Stephen Fry tried to do an impression of um, Stephen, Stephen Hawking no, that's right yeah and, <laughs> really? and Stephen out, Hawking was actually there he, he was, was yeah. yeah and totally embarrassed himself yeah Quite went, right, went yes. down like a lead balloon so mm. okay <laughs> no no nothing see it's trouble he's just got married so he's got no sort of blood left in his brain to operate <laughs> 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 the relevant synapses thus endeth the news thank god for that Right, we decided to do some juxtaposition between the old and the new. Well, actually, it was actually the old and the old, but two different franchises. We watched the 1978 remake of The Invasion of the Body Snatchers, starring Keith Sutherland's dad. Donald Donald Sutherland. And we also watched Terror of the Zygons. You can Mm. see the link. It's wonderful. This is what we thought. Indeed. Well, this is what we thought of Invasion of the Body Snatch. You just ruined my <laughs> intro. It was implied that we would do one and then the no, other. It wasn't but no, it was implied. This is Cockney Gob had to stick it. This is Cockney Gob. Can we stop squabbling and actually discuss the film? You keep out of this. I'm talking to my friend. <laughs> oh, right. God. He's losing, doesn't he? He's trying to. Roll over everyone else, doesn't it? We were having a perfectly reasonable conversation. Jean, would you like to start? We'll begin with um, Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Yes, that would be interesting. (sighs) Wasn't it crap? Yes. (laughs) Stop pouting. (laughs) Note uh, Rotten Tomatoes, 98%. Oh, so there are people who tend to disagree. Was was that the 
on its original list. I mean... Rotten Tomatoes did, is obviously a modern thing. Yeah, so uh, it would be interesting to know whether <clears throat> it came out to rave reviews or... At the some, time. Yeah. At the so time. that means that a lot of other people think it's bloody awful. No, I think it's really good. Only no. 2% yeah. don't like it. No. Oh. See, my problem with it... Yeah. Yes. ...was it was rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> no, I found it... The music was... Um, the music, oh. was, the music yes. was very much like the film. It didn't seem to know what the bloody hell it was doing. <laughs> but you can say that about a lot of Doctor Who music, too. Particularly yeah, old Who music. You know, it was, was so devils, intrusive, though, devils. at times. It was yeah, really it was, yeah. intrusive. There was, there was just no... A good story has a beginning, a middle, and the end, and an end. And we seemed to jump in right in the middle. There was no real explanation as to why these people assumed that there was this big takeover of the earth going on. Sometimes you wake up in a bad mood and <laughs> you're not yourself. Keith's done it many, many a time. Hey? I don't automatically think, oh, my God, he's a pod person. I must ring the police. <laughs> Apart from that one time. It's which just human instinct. You're meant to be able to, to tell by looking at them they're not quite right. Mm. That's the whole but point, it was, isn't it? Oh, and Veronica Cartwright, <laughs> I'm sure she must be a really good actor, but she, I've never known her in anything where she has, isn't having an emotional meltdown. <laughs> she, she's Mel in another life. She well, she's dead. No, screams and screams. Oh, was, <laughs> she, was, she, was she the... Um, She's the one who survives till the yes. end. Yeah. See, the other woman in it, whose name I cannot remember, but yeah. started to channel a 1970s Doctor Who assistant Brooke, towards um, the end. <laughs> Brooke, Brooke Adams. Brooke Adams. Brooke Adams. Yeah. You've got to be moan emotionless. They did that in the 50s one too, to yeah. be fair. The dog was actually run over. You should expect that, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah. I just found... It was convoluted. Um, if I wasn't aware of what the story was, I would not have been able to follow it. The music was intrusive and jarring. Um, the only person in it who I didn't want to physically harm was <laughs> Donald Sutherland. Um, yeah, I just... I, I get the feeling it's one of these films that it's fashionable to say you really like, because I, I just didn't know. like Actually, it. Sorry, I got it wrong. The, uh, the 98% is the 50s version. What's the 70s version get? 96%. Uh, well, so it's it, 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 not much <laughs> between. It's only a difference of a few percent. Though. Critics consensus employing gritty camera work and evocative sound effects. <laughs> Invasion of the Body Snatch is a powerful remake that expands upon themes and ideas only lightly explored in the original. Mm. Yeah, there I don't mean, think uh, so. Well, I, mean, I, uh, one, one I didn't th- hate it as much as you lot, but I'm not sure it's a quite a classic. I mean, one thing will come out in favour of this, or, well, both versions, actually. Um... I mean, they do both deal with the um, the themes of alienation. I mean, obviously, yeah. with the first, you know, the 1950s version, it was very much to do with McCarthyism, communism, sort of the whole reds mm. under the bed. Yeah. Like, it, who it, can you trust? The enemy within. Mm, yeah. it, so it's very um, relevant for its time. Oh, the, the, the subtext the is only slightly there. Yeah. If you live yeah. throughout here, if you live in that time, you get it more. Yeah, I mean, that's to say, for, no. for the remake, I mean, I, I would say it follows the same vein. No, because... America at that time, late seventies. I mean, it, it was only just coming out of the Viet, uh, Vietnam War. Hmm. Plus, I mean, there was a lot of racial tension as well. I mean, there's uh, sort of, you know, sort of, especially with sort of Harlem Watts and uh, Watts riots and things like that. So, I mean, America was very much, a, you know, sort of at that time, uh, a country sort of well. I would say sort of not teetering, you know, sort of teetering on the edge. But as I say, sort of, I mean, it, there were times when you felt the country was walking on eggshells, so to speak. Hmm. I can understand that and go with that, but the the original black and white. It's more subtle subtext. Mm-hmm. In the 70s film, 
you're being hit over the head with it. You're getting, well, but... the, you're getting the long, le- meaningful looks between the pod people where they're mm-hmm. communicating. It, it's, yeah, but it's, so that, that was very endemic of, sort of yeah, yeah, filmmaking. In the, but in the trouble, it, it, it is forced down your throat. Mm-hmm. You're not given subtlety, which it, I hate to say doesn't really make sense, but for the 1950s version, they do it more subtly. Mm-hmm. You know, more, it, there is a problem with the 70s version where the acting is very uneven. Yeah. yeah. It, Leonard Nimoy's character acts very human after he becomes a pod person, yeah. Yeah. which mm. is in contrast to most of the other characters who yeah. are very inhuman when they're a yeah. pod person. Mm. You suddenly think, well, he can't be a pod person. He's acting human. Mm. And then you see him but getting up. Then he clearly is. And yeah. Think, well, yeah, that's an odd <laughs> choice. See, I, I much prefer the black and white version to this. I think... And, and we were talking about this earlier, maybe because it is in black and white, it seems yeah. to actually hold up better yeah. than this does. In the music and everything else makes this very dated. And it's also one of those remakes where I sat there thinking, it, it didn't change enough from the original. It is almost a duplicate of the original. You've got the whole thing with the, the man dog, you've got the no fingerprints. The, no the man dog original. Yeah, the man, there was um there was in the black and white or something. One, no. Oh, there was something similar to it, I think. That's mm, the other day. No. There's a mm. lot of no, lot of duplication of the whole idea, and and it isn't enough of. A, they've put it in a bigger city. Yeah, mm. yeah, it's yeah. in the city rather but, than small but town. But that's about it. And I think if it had been made, you know, much more different, if it wasn't following the same kind of almost scene for scene at points. Mm, yeah. But yeah. I just I, there, there were points where I also just sat there thinking. Oh, for heaven's sake, just get on with this. <laughs> yeah, I mean, sort of, no, a relevant point you do raise I means so when you say in a big city, I mean, sort of, who hasn't at one time or another sort of just felt that sense of alienation when they've been walking through a strange city and such? Exactly. Mm. If, yeah. you, if you were, yeah. you've spent a week living in London and you <laughs> weren't a Londoner, you're gonna you meet all sorts of weirdos. It's just the way big cities Apparently are. Apparently, you yeah. do that in yeah. Crawley as well. Well, you do. Can I, while I remember yeah, it, there was yeah. one line which had us all wetting oh, ourselves. God. Oh yes, yes, in a kind of embarrassed way. Only in the seventies. It eh? was. It was. <laughs> you just couldn't have the line now. It was um, Leonard Nimoy's here. character again, wasn't it? Yeah. It was. It was talking about um, how things affect the mind. Yeah. And. He, what was the line? This is what I mean. He's patronising. Yeah, yeah. Yes. He said so. Wake up. It could be that he's having an affair, or well, he's, he's woken turned. up. He's turned gay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He yes. woke, woke up turned. gay. Yeah. <laughs> I woke, woke up gay. Yes. Yeah, it's like, oh no! Did they really say that? Yeah, and I mean, sure, they've progressive at the time. Not, it doesn't it's quite not work. exactly the first time that Le- Leonard Nimoy has played an emotion, an emotionless alien. So. But yeah, but the, as as Adam was saying, he wasn't playing an emotional. A- emotionless alien when he was meant to be an emotionless well, alien. Yeah, the spark was, was more emotionless. Yeah, well, no, yeah. <laughs> he kept his humanity somehow, yeah. which doesn't yeah. really it, to, make sense. To my mind... Better it, acting pod person. Yeah, <laughs> to my mind, it tries too hard. Mm. The combination of the, the music trying to artificially induce the paranoid yeah. off-kilter atmosphere. Yeah. I mean... The, the, <laughs> The, uh, as I said before, the podlings staring at each other, having mo- long, meaningful telepathic communications. It was just trying... Long, meaningful glances. Yeah, yeah you, you don't hear anything, but obviously there are knowing glances going on in the background. Mm-hmm. It's just oh, trying yeah. Also with the sounds, 
in their living in what's her name's oh. living room. I th- I'm sure it must have been a clock, but yeah. it sounded oh, constantly yes. <laughs> like there was a car indicating <laughs> yeah, yeah, in yeah. her living. And I found that so distracting. Yeah, it's clearly deliberate, trying mm. to unnerve you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Didn't unnerve me. It annoyed the I hell thought, out of me. I thought they were going to reenact the scene from um, Meaning of Life with the Crimson Assurance uh, sort of agency. Yeah, with the building sort of just set sail and sort of sails off down the street. Yeah. <laughs> so what the building was indicating to turn <laughs> out. Yeah. In, in terms of music, I think there was only one point where the music I actually felt benefited the story, mm. and that was when he discovered the boats. You're kidding. We were, oh, we, we oh, were laughing about oh, the amazing oh, grace on the bank oh, you, you know, you know it random, isn't actually it? going to be the <laughs> final. <laughs> but it's the only point where the music actually fit in with the story. Oh, we to the wrath of Khan jokes <laughs> by then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was when when he got lo- uh, Nimoy yeah, got locked in the room. In the room. Yeah. <laughs> I have been and always shall, shall be your, your friend. And when the bagpipe started, I mean, I expected somebody to say he was the most human. Yeah, yeah. But it was just like Adam said, it was such a random piece of music to chuck And that's it. It just sort of like, was sort of like, you knew full well you were being led up the garden path for a happy ending. I mean, that was the thing, because when he realised, you you saw the spore pods being loaded onto the ship, so I expected the bagpipe bagpipe music to go... Elbows deep. The other little footnote to it is the guy who runs into their car Mm, and sort of like, they're coming, they're coming. He was the hero. It was the Dr. Burn... Burn, I can't remember his name. Burnell? From the original. From the the original film. Yeah, Yeah, and that is it. Early on in the films, you realise something is wrong because where he's being chased down down the street by that crowd of people, you do hear a few sort of pod people screams. Mm. Mm. Speaking of pod people screams, we watched it on DVD. Yes. Mm -hmm. And the um, (laughs) the menu has the very last scene... Yeah, the words spoiler are, music. Yeah. Spoiler I've never music. seen la, la, that before, uh, but that scene is famous of him yeah. Yeah. pointing yeah. and screaming. Yeah. Yeah. So you knew so it was coming. I just didn't know it. if yeah. he was acting, pretending, mm. or if he'd really been turned. I can't make that sound. I don't know about you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, Not it legally. was always coming up. <laughs> I quite thought it was quite brave the way they... Uh, they did end in such a down note. Well, face seventies maybe, but yeah, virtually every other sci-fi or horror film in the seventies ended in death, destruction, yeah. or yeah. a hero being maimed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, the fifties one is left ambiguous. Yeah, yeah some was saying earlier on at the moment, America. Let's have a you have a film, and we're I'm saying about Little Shop of Horrors, where at the end of it, the plant wins. We remake it. Oh, we can't actually have the bad guy win, so the plant doesn't win. In Invasion of the Body Statues, the book, the actual pod people voluntarily leave Earth. <laughs> they have a happy ending. Oh, no, the pod Probably people have gone it. to win. What is it with the happy endings? <laughs> it is. <laughs> This was the 1970s woman. You lived through it. You know there was no such thing as a happy ending. <laughs> oh, Mrs. D. I mean, that scene where um, Donald Sutherland's girlfriend, yeah, she dies and becomes a pod person. When she stands up, she's got no clothes on. Uh-huh. I remember a bit. <laughs> yeah. She's not emotional. So- someone, someone not a million miles from me. Oh, she's got her baps out. <laughs> well, she did have her baps out. <laughs> yeah, they did that in the 50s. Yeah, but there again, I, I must admit, for, you know, for a non-human vegetable, you know, sort of vegetable-based you know, sort of life form, she did have a nice 
price racks. So. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I have to say, generally, I'd, <laughs> thank, thanks for letting me see this <laughs> twice in my lifetime. <laughs> Please don't let me have to watch it a third time. I, think, I, think, I would rather watch the black and white original, which I enjoy far, far more. It, that does seem a different era. So in a way, it's timeless. Mm, it, well, this seems yeah. aged. Yeah. yeah. Like but I think... I know, I, I was about four years old when this came out, but if I'd watched it in the 70s, I think it would have been quite effective. I think it was quite effective at the time, mm. which is why people all know that final scene. I think people were shocked by it, whereas now we see it coming a mile off. Yeah. Again, it's from Last Christmas, yeah. isn't it? Doctor Last Christmas, where you, you see the things come down their faces yeah. and you know it cuts to a scene norm- of them acting more normally. You know, you know they've been turned. Yeah. yeah Here, has- same thing. The flashlight, the torch comes down, and you can see he's been spotted. Yeah. Mm. And suddenly yeah. he's normal. Clearly he's been turned. Yeah. But um, back in the 70s, maybe people weren't used to that trope. It, it, has a, it hasn't time. worn well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that may have been quite a shock. He's suddenly, their hero's been turned. Turn. Of course, mm. the only positive thing we can say is that was there another remake in 2009 with Nicole Kidman? I think was it was somewhere yeah. around there, yeah. Something yeah. Like that. Which was no doubt worse than this. I, I think, if I remember rightly, yes. I'm not sure I've seen this or not. I don't remember the yeah, I think it I, I got picked up a lot of flack at the time. Yeah. <laughs> Perhaps that was deflected flack from this Could one. have been. Because <laughs> people knew it wasn't very good, but they just didn't have the guts to say it. <laughs> <laughs> so that's enough of pod people. For now. Forever. <laughs> right, we've got a new segment now, which hopefully will be fairly irregular. Segment. Yeah. We talk new about new what segment. we've been doing, Woo! watching, new reading. Yeah. Keith, new- you're being an arse. Stop it. Sorry. We can't think of a name, so we call it Flotsam and Jetsam. Can I start? Yeah. yeah, go on then. I've been. I've had a bit of time off work, Ooh. so I have become one with the Xbox. <laughs> okay, yes, and I have discovered a game called Skyrim. Ah, it's sounds a bit dirty. Really, oh, <laughs> I was hoping it was, but it's not. Oh. Although you can kill chickens. <laughs> you, the thing, the thing <laughs> about chicken doing good. chickens were a little bit iffy. <laughs> chicken choking. Oh no! You just give it a really good whack with the sword. Get <laughs> okay. splat. Okay. Um, uh, yeah, chicken. it's it's. Um, I don't know if it's got a multiplayer option. I haven't. I don't think it has. No. No. Um, you're basically. Um, it's sort of medieval times, sword and sorcery sort of thing. You're a hero. I'm. I'm being a girl hero. Though you can be a boy hero. Um, Heron, Jim. Well, <laughs> and uh, you start off on the way to your own execution, which is a oh, bit of a downer. Yeah, it's a horse thief, thief, weren't you? I w- no, I was totally innocent. I was wrong place, wrong time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I know and you've stolen horses since oh, then. Oh, I've stolen horses since then. Yeah, you've made up for it. Oh, yeah, I have, yeah. <laughs> and get accused of saved. crime, you might as well do it. <laughs> you're saved when a dragon invades and burns up the town, and yeah. you suddenly find yourself as a, a sellsword, a sort of a b- bounty hunter, mercenary, everything you want to be. And there's lots of, lots of various little towns and villages. You go around doing quests for people, um, you can steal horses, although they really, really get arsy about it. <laughs> the horses? No, well, so actually, actually, if you accidentally hit your horse with a sword when you're trying to kill a chicken, <laughs> it does attack you. <laughs> Understandable. I, I discovered this by accident. <laughs> as well as being good with a sword and a shield, if you want, you've also got um, magic spells. You can throw flames from your hands. You can summon <laughs> a... Um, what's that thing witches have? Familiar. Uh-huh. Which was 
rubbish. It really was rubbish. <laughs> By the time I'd summoned it and it had worked out which way was up, I was dead. You know? <laughs> and it's just, There's it, nothing that says familiars have to be intelligent. Well. <laughs> but the flames from the hand thing, that's really, really good. She can cook chickens just after she <laughs> yeah. you You basically can steal things. Um, if the, you hover, you hover over life. something and it's just white, you're entitled to take it, so you do. Oh, yeah. But if you have to, if you're carrying too much stuff, you walk really slowly. So only I either only take what you need or make sure you're near a merchant so you can sell it. But mm-hmm. if you are in someone's house or in a shop, um, everything you hover over is highlighted red, and it says steal question <laughs> mark. They get really arsy <laughs> if you walk into their shop and just steal things and try and walk out again. They really do. <gasps> Some people. Well, yeah, I know, but. Yeah, a lot of fun this game. You um you can learn lock picking skills, pickpocketing skills. If you loot people of everything, they're suddenly naked, which is quite funny. <laughs> so yes. it's a real life skills thing um, here. Yeah. I, I, I do have to ask, you're enjoying this game. I am, yes, it's you're really good. You're getting into this game. I am, it's really good. Are we going to have another Grand Theft Auto incident? Mm. I'm unlikely to wander through Crawley slaughtering chickens with a knife. <laughs> no, but... Just don't let me near the nature centre for a while. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've got that on PC. I haven't played it very much. It's very so, good. Oh, let's get back to it. Yeah. Right, I dear listeners, I have been burying my nose in various books. Yes, one author that has well grabbed my metaphorical uh, short and curlies is Greg Bear. There's a joke there. There's a joke. Give me a minute. You carry on. It will come to me. <laughs> No, his his works involve a lot of uh, technical espionage, uh, back, well, the use of uh, bacterial warfare and um, sort of in, uh, political intrigue and such, and uh, they're very entertaining books. Um, the ones I've been reading most recently. Sorry, I'm <laughs> working, she, she's I'm working, working out, out the joke. joke. <laughs> <laughs> if there's a joke there, she'll find it. I shall touch you with my paper again. <laughs> <laughs> a new name for it but... <laughs> excuse me that's my wife ah. mm. anyone's going to batter me with the daily mail it's him the most recent novel of his i've been reading well this uh yeah two novels you know the first one is called quantico and the second is called mariposa uh basically they deal with the exploits of three fbi agents who are oh basically they're sort of sh- dead no, they're not, no, they're not dead. No, they're un- unraveling this plot by this. Well, basically, it's a, it's a standalone killer to um, oh, to infect everybody in the American Midwest with um, genetically, <laughs> with genetically um, enhanced uh, you know, spores and bacteria. Ooh. Mm. As I say, I mean, it's very much all copy. It's all post Cold War paranoia, paranoia, and uh, as I say, very readable. Uh, what else have I been reading? Mm. Um, El Presidente, forgive me if there's a gap on your bookshelf. Oh. Oh. oh yeah, red Mars that you're taking. Mm. You've yeah. pinched Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs> no, fake from pop edition. Fake from has got that. Ah. Could, I, could have his eye out. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yes, um, another book which has you know, sort of grabbed my attention is um, well, the first of a trilogy, I do believe. Yep. Although there's uh, also a side book, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, basically, it's the first in the uh, Mars trilogy by Kim Stanley Robinson. And as I say, I'm reading the book Red Mars at the, at the moment, mm. which yeah, you know, which is a very sort of well, very sort of scientifically orientated. Um, yeah, yeah colonization, colonization, colonization of Mars. Was that yep. a Hugo winner? I think it was. Mm, is there another so. one? There's blue Mars and green yeah, Mars, and white Mars. No, blue Mars, blue Mars, and uh, red, green, blue. Mm. Yeah, and then the Martians, which I'm not sure is related directly. Mm, as I say, look, yeah, I mean. 
Towards yeah, towards the middle of the book, I mean, there is a lot of political intrigue where mm. the United Nations sort of takes you know, a more than casual interest in what's in how the uh, colonisation is going. They want to, basically they want to put their mark on the colonisation of Mars, and it leads to a lot of um, well general unpleasantness and such. Mm. Bombs yeah, but, and like yes, bombs as I say, is all, well more or less de- you know, destroying the uh, t- you know, two moons of Mars. Mm. Yeah, as I say, it's all very readable. I mean, it's all very science based, you know, very science orientated. Yeah, yeah I'd see Clark like that. Mm-hmm. You, what have you been doing? <laughs> what haven't I been doing? Woof! <laughs> right, Jean. <laughs> <laughs> Go on then. Okay, um, couple of things. I haven't been reading too many books recently. I've been things downloaded on the tablet and have caught up with those. But mostly I have been watching... <laughs> mostly I've been watching uh, the run of librarians... Oh yeah, which, yeah. which I've enjoyed very uh, Warehouse Thirteen esque, yep. and a few bits and pieces. That has just finished on Sci Fi Channel, so I just just caught up with that. Uh, also, I have mostly been playing, uh, still getting back into Star Trek Online. Oh I've yeah, recently yeah. Uh, fifth anniversary is they've, they've, yeah, yeah they've just done uh, a fifth anniversary update, yeah. and I think they've done the. Uh, Delta Sector. They've opened up the Delta Sector. Delta Quadrant. Yes, ah. to to be played with. And also, I have been sharing time between that and uh, Knights of the Old, uh, uh, the Republic Online. Oh yeah, Star yeah. Wars Online. So I've been playing a little bit of that, uh, mm. getting my character up further than Isn't what he was. Is that when all the crying happened? That's when all the crying happened. Is that the, the, the when, laptop. When, you, when you slam the lid down? It almost got thrown across. And... Almost got thrown across the room. Yeah. Yes, yes. <laughs> Were you throwing a paddy? No, no. I was being intelligent and uh, adult and and. Don't ever say, "Oh dear, did you die again?" When <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, with a torrent of foul language. <laughs> so, no, I just wanted a coffee. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like one too? <laughs> <laughs> so that—that's mostly how I've been spending my time. Getting mm. your dander up. Huh? Yes. <laughs> well, unfortunately, books have not crossed my path lately. Um, at work, I'm actually—I've decided to go back through the Paul McGann big finishes. Oh, right. Oh, yeah. And I'm just up to one of my favourite ones, Zaglaeus. <laughs> really? I like Zaglaeus. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, Something had to. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I thought it was actually very good acting on it. Very bitter there for that. But it's something to keep me distracted at work. Yeah. But uh, mainly, Is I have workmen to keep me distracted. <laughs> no. <at work>. no. <laughs> the word. No. No. If I, if I sit in that office in dead silence, my brain goes and makes up its own story. I need to keep it under control. <laughs> um, but apart from sitting there doing a cross-stitch of the exploding TARDIS, which involves nearly 50 different threads. Ooh, wow. Yeah. Of the colour blue. Of the colour <laughs> yeah. blue. Um, whilst Orange I'm doing red. that, I have been getting into... I quite liked the librarians. Yeah. But uh, it's not sci-fi related so much, but there's the new series of Murdoch mysteries has come oh, on the yes. last one. Yes, oh, crazy fool. Yes, it's the very <laughs> last um, series ever of Murdoch oh, mysteries. I didn't know that. And uh, oh. Queen Elizabeth has died in it. Victoria, ah. sorry, Queen Victoria has died in it. So we've come into hmm. the 20th century. Yeah, the Edwardian. But it's yes. still steampunky yes. enough, and thoroughly enjoying it. It's um, mm. Canadian. Is it? With yeah. British actors and 
No, no, no. There's no British. It's a Canadian. It's a Canadian series. Oh, set the, in Canada. Set in Canada. Yeah. <laughs> Victorian period Canada. Um, ah, it's yeah. absolutely visually stunning. Mm. Um, but Murdoch is a bit of an inventor, so there's things like Tesla coils and all sorts of stuff comes uh, into it every now and then. But it's a bit crazy. Yeah, and it's about series eight or nine, but it's the last one. I'll, I quite enjoy that. I remember you mentioning about the area where they would keep alien life forms. Or oh, yes, they had their own Area 51. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which it's That's tad implausible, but okay. No, no, no. Let's put it like this. It was as plausible as the current Area 51. Well, Unidentified yeah. flying objects doesn't mean alien flying objects. Uh, okay. <laughs> Pigeons. In this case, it was a hot <laughs> air balloon. Uh. <laughs> no books, but I've been watching Agent Carter. Oh, yes. Mm. Which I do recommend. It's very good. What's um, it about? Agent Peggy Carter from uh, Captain Marvel America. Um, the, Captain oh. America yeah, the, character. The beginnings of S.H.I.E.L.D. Oh, right. Yeah, set in 1946 or that. Mm. So post war. Yeah. yeah, just somewhat post war. And uh, Howard Stark has apparently become a traitor and run off. Dun dun dun. And she's got to prove that her friend Stark was uh, a good guy and not doing what he's claimed to do. And It's been set up. Yeah, it's set up. Yeah. Mm, well, I assume this is after than... Captain America crash landed in the. Uh, oh, yeah, he's, he's assumed dead. All right. Mm. Yeah. Get lots of mopey looks at her looking at his photo. <laughs> 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 but it's very good. I think much better than Agent of the Shield for me. But, uh, mm. <laughs> which has been a bit of a disappointment, I thought, this season. Agent of the Shield, I'd given up with it, frankly. But uh, there we go. Um, nothing I've been watching, not strictly sci fi, but half the cast from Doctor Who. So, uh, oh. Broadchurch. <laughs> yes, Broadchurch oh. 2. <laughs> I really enjoyed Broadchurch one. Yeah. I thought uh, Chibnall, wow, he, he's really good. I, I've always <laughs> thought he's been more, for me, my taste, more miss than hit. Yeah. But Broadchurch one I thought was brilliant. He's really found his niche here. Yep. And then Broadchurch two, and yep. it's mm. all been flushed down the door. Yeah. Yeah. I'm still watching it, but it's not a patch. I've, the first I've given up on it, I'm afraid. Yeah, I, mm. It's on right about now, actually, isn't it? Yeah. Is it yeah. I, I never but, saw the first one, and yeah. I'm told you need to see the first one. You do. Yeah. What yeah. is it yeah. about yeah. the second one that's, that's just, lost oh, it? Well, from I don't know about Adam, but from my point of view, it's all the stuff that they get wrong in court in the court. Well, that doesn't help. Uh, I've heard a lot about this, yeah. that, they, that they buggered up the courtroom stuff, something do you, chronic. Do you yeah. agree it's, it's sort of turned into a soap? It kind of has. The first season had that element too, but it had more drama to it. Mm. You had yeah. more detective work. I yeah, think basically, the case has been solved now. Now yeah, you're going through the court yeah. proceedings. There, there was a whole thing of everybody acting a bit suspicious because yeah. they had to, you didn't know yeah. who was. And you, then also it highlighted different characters, different episodes, so they'd be brought in this episode to be the, the main suspect that episode. Mm-hmm. It was quite interesting the way it was weaved together. Done, it? Yeah, it was, yeah. yeah. And it had some howling problems the first season, but you overlooked it because it drew you in. Mm. And this mm. one, though... Doesn't draw it, you in. No, so you, all so the problems you are heightened. The, oh yeah. Mm. Uh, Although and there are a lot more. I it think, was than absolutely season. brilliant when I think I was speaking to you. Came in and said, "What are you watching?" Yeah. And I said, "Well, I'm watching one Doctor Who actor shout at another Doctor <laughs> Who actor while a third Doctor Who actor gives birth in a bath." <laughs> <laughs> and it's not often you can get to say that. No, no, no. It's got a great cast. They really are wasted on it. Yeah. And I don't, I just don't understand how he could have had Gwen from Torchwood hidden in that house for eight <laughs> months and didn't think to mention it once. Yeah. <laughs> so it's yeah. not the cast, it's not the actor, it's purely the writing the re- in this one, yeah. is it? I think so, yeah. Mm. It just lost its way. And they mm. brought in new characters and you just don't care about them. I don't care mm. about the, uh, the legal team. No. I don't care about their past. And no. 
the sun and her losing her sight is don't care yeah. and the first season you did care about the characters mm. and the season you just don't I don't know what's happened with it but it's gone off the boil unfortunately mm. outside of TV though uh, I've been it's been a bit of Firefly-ish recently oh um, yes mm-hmm. yep the board game I've been played through on my own um, just to did get you win? hang the rules. I did, but I came very close to losing. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm hoping we get played out as a, as a group at some point. Mm. Now I've figured it all out, and mm. I've got a new gaming table I've built. Poker table. Uh, yeah, well, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and also I've been playing around the uh, Firefly Online companion app. Yes. On yes. Android. Which, Any uh, good? Yeah, it's quite interesting. You can. There's not much to it at the moment. You can look around the, uh, the solar system and you can do little missions where you just kind of click on the planets in mm. right order and get your brownie points as they're called to get cards virtual cards that's an association to the online game which is coming is, up isn't it yeah it's gonna yeah. be tied in the online game when that arrives yeah yeah so and can anyone that do that or have you got to anybody can do it the, the app isn't free though it's about three pound 33 mm-hmm. it's well it's it's Not free much. to download the app and then you can buy this bolt-on uh, map of the universe oh yeah i i bought the uh down hero yeah whatever it's called yeah add-on um, so when, when when the game goes online you can have a statue to yourself in a village somewhere <laughs> awesome yes yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and it's got voice acting by uh, certainly uh nathan fillion in yeah there, and mm. i think other characters have recorded their stuff for the main game cool look for that. Mm. speaking of tv that draws people in who's been watching wolf hall I have no, videoed really it, it mm-hmm. specifically to do a box set weekend. <laughs> it's the kind of series that I figured if I actually watch it week by week, I'm either going to lose the plot or get really annoyed that I haven't seen the next <laughs> bit. Because um, I love all of that period of the Tudors and the intrigue. Yeah. So I've actually deliberately not watched it. I'm videoing every episode and then I'm going to just have a box, uh, a, a Wolf Hall box set weekend. <laughs> I might do the same. I've got them downloaded, but I haven't watched them yet. The pizza, <laughs> cider. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Can I completely interrupt you? I've just spotted something absolutely amazing. Mm-hmm. What? Samsung is warning, cust- warning customers about discussing personal information in front of their smart television set. <laughs> the warning applies to TV yeah. viewers who control their Samsung smart TV using its voice activation feature. Such TV sets listen to some of what is said in front of them and may share details they hear with Samsung <laughs> or third parties. <laughs> <the> company <laughs> <has> said. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, that remind me, don't buy a Samsung TV set. <laughs> I assume they're using their own servers to do the voice recognition, so they're sending the voice audio track over to their servers to oh, be decoded. Imagine, imagine the fun you could have with a secret service. <laughs> Just discuss something completely... Fertiliser. Lots of it. Yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> Back to poor people again. <laughs> Sorry, it just caught my attention. It's 1984 all over again. It's funny, no. that's the fourth line of the article. <laughs> yeah. Privacy campaigners said the technology smacked of the telescreen in George Orwell's 1984, which spied on citizens. It did indeed. <laughs> anyway, should we talk about the Zygons? Yay! Yes! Pause for music. To complete our transformation into emotionless bot people, we have been watching Terror of the Zygons. 
oh. at my suckers, Sladen. Are they not magnificent? <laughs> and he was a professionally trained actor. He was. Shakespeare and everything. That is perverse on so many levels, that is. <laughs> so, squeeze them, Sladen, squeeze them. Adam, would you care to start? Please. Well, Okay. So we are, where are we? We're in August to September 1975. Mm-hmm. So actually, two or three years before the remake of Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Although, <laughs> oddly, it's not quite aged as badly, I don't think. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, Fourth Doctor, uh, Harry, yep. final regular appearance. Ooh, this Harry and his duffel coat I, it, and uh, Sarah Jane Smith. Yeah, unknown at the time, it was really Unit's last hurrah. Mm. It was, really, mm. yeah. It's the last time we have Benton and uh, the, brig the Brig together. together. Yeah. And old-fashioned unit yes yeah but doctor gets called back by by the brigadier space time Mm -hmm. telegraph with the device we then see come back into the 50th anniversary story we do along the zygons of course and Mm -hmm. and there's some weird shenanigans happening around the inverness area what gets me is is the model work on this one the uh, oil rig right at the beginning it was okay no, no i know we, we have the problem with the loch ness monster but that's a yeah, puppet yeah, rather yeah. than model that? but scarrison sorry scarrison <laughs> but that that's a puppet rather than a monster i thought the yeah. the model work certainly for the oil rig hmm, was okay. was very yeah. impressive because it's when one of the legs snap off and it's concrete so it all flakes but you can see the uh raw iron reinforcement inside mm. the... Yeah, they've actually done the, the yeah. quite a good job with the model yeah. work on that. My favourite bit of model work is in the quarry, which is actually meant to be a quarry. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> At Unusual. the end, you have the, their spacecraft, the design yes. spacecraft, in the foreground, and yeah. them jump, apparently jumping out of it. Yeah. Mm. In the Very well done. It looks yeah. really good. Yeah, yeah, but there again, I mean, so one thing I must point about the Zygon spaceship, I mean, from the interior shots, I mean, it looks very yeah. organic, sort of biotechnology, yes. yep. But when you look at the exterior shot, it's very angular, very mechanical. Completely mm. different mm, design. Yeah. It's, it's not really credible. It's the same, uh, same well, technology, it's but never mind. Crab. I mean, a crab is solid and angular, but it's all squishy inside. Yes. <laughs> yeah, but they were squishing the controls squishy, very, squishy. very yeah. lovingly. Perhaps it wasn't their ship. Perhaps they stole it and adapted it. Yes. Maybe. But the big mystery starts with uh, all these oil rigs yes. being mm. destroyed mysteriously. So units are brought piece. in <laughs> to do what they do. And immediately call the doctor. Yeah. I was going to say, shoot at things, run around aimlessly, and then call for the nearest alien. (laughs) What what I did like about it is when the unit is introduced, Mm -hmm. you have a shot of the Brigadier March in in a tweed waistcoat, tweed jacket. You don't see his legs. (laughs) The lower half of it. Until... Sarah, it's too late. Yeah, no, well, <laughs> yeah. Sarah, Brig, and Harry turn up, and then you get a long shot and it reveals he's actually in a kilt. Yes, mm-hmm. that, that's one of my problems with this story. Is they go so over the top. They go, it's really on the nose Scottish. Yes, everything yes. about it. <laughs> yes, um, I know they're trying to set the scene here, but what have we got? We've got the bagpipes, Doctor in, in a tartan, tartan scarf, yeah, and the Brig in a kilt, yeah. Loch Ness monster, of course. A guy called the Caber. <laughs> yeah. Only because you can't pronounce his real name. No. <laughs> uh, what was his real name? I'm not sure. It was Giant Gaelic. <laughs> oh, was it? Okay. Yeah. Something in Gaelic. Yeah, uh, something yeah. in Gaelic that's unpronounceable. What was Gaelic for Massive Willie? Caber. <laughs> <laughs> Caber. Probably, yeah. It's almost as bad as the carcass. Oh, dear. <laughs> that was the last one. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then, obviously, the Doctor investigates. Although the Doctor is really detached and rather morose 
Yeah, in the certainly the first half of this story. Yeah, he's, he's not interested at all. Yeah. Well, I think it's it's a case uh, as he says. Actually, you called me back for this. You called me back for oil. It's about time your human race got uh, beyond this biological slime. Yeah. Well, so he was basically just... in a mood. He yes. was. He was in a slop. <laughs> yeah. Isn't it? Yes. Yeah. But having said that, you watch quite. Uh, I mean, there's there's the classics everyone loves, the first Tom Bo- Tom Baker stuff. But watch the first two or three seasons, and there's a hell of a lot of similarity between his and Capaldi's Doctor in terms of their alienness. <laughs> they, well, Capaldi does do quite a good job of channeling. Yeah, yeah. Tom Baker's there's, Doctor. There's a sometimes. lot of Tom Baker episodes where he's very the Doctor isn't warm and fuzzy, mm. <laughs> shall we say? Yeah, I have noticed that with Capaldi actually. It's all where his voice slips over into a Tom Baker. It's mm. quite interesting because he was quite an age by the time Tom Baker came along. Mm. He really is Doctor yeah. was uh, Hartnell, maybe yeah. Troughton. Mm. Yeah. yeah, he's more into his teens by that time. But he was a big fan and he's yeah. right into Radio Times or whatever you were. Perch of his time, wasn't he? So, also trying to take over the local Gwaz. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> anyway, anyway yeah, Zygons. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, if I remember rightly, this was filmed as part of Baker's first season, but wasn't shown until his second season. I'm not sure mm. about that. It was certainly originally intended to be in his first season and came out as, as the first of his second. But I'm not sure it's filmed in that block or not. Or I'm just saying, between the two, uh, between the gaps, uh, the season break, Tom Baker presented Disney Time, but he presented it as the Doctor. Disney Time? <laughs> Disney Time. Mm. BBC used to show Disney yes, Time. Yeah. Clip, yes. Clips of Walt Disney for mm. films. Films, okay. Yeah, it's all small clips, my whole of Dumbo, um, Sleeping Beauty, mm, and so on. And so on. Right, okay. And he presented it as Tom, as the Doctor. <laughs> and, right. And I do, I have vivid memories of him sitting in the theatre as the Doctor, and this hand just comes up holding an envelope from behind one of the seats. He grabs it, opens it, oh, the Brigadier's in trouble. I have to go. <laughs> Gets in the TARDIS and take off. And then the next week you had the first episode of Loch Ness Monster. Right. Okay. <laughs> Loch Ness Monster. The book is called Loch Ness Monster. <laughs> yeah. You remember very, very strange things from your childhood, don't you? I'm going to find them. Oh, I shall find Go on YouTube and find it. You think it's on YouTube? Oh, okay. Should oh, yes. Yeah, sort of, um, a slight aside to that. Yes. Um, going back to our previous subject, Invasion of the Body Snatchers, mm. um, does anybody here remember a programme on ITV, I do believe it was, in the sort of late 70s, early 80s, called Clapperboard? Yes. yes. Oh, yes. Yes, yes. presented yes. by Chris Kelly. Yes. Now, I mean, this this has shown sort of prime times sort of, you know, sort of tea time viewing, and they did actually have that scene, you know, scene from the 1978 version of Invasion of the Body Snatchers where you see the pod people being hatched. Yeah. Which okay. I thought for that time was rather graphic, to say the <laughs> least. I mean, yeah. yeah. Well, there's a, there's a whole different topic there about how um, horror and violence was shown so much more graphically mm. once well, upon a time well, it, than it is now. In this story, you have a guy getting shot dead on yes. the mm. side of the, the beach, beach where it was meant mm. to be, and Harry getting shot in the head. Just yeah, or glancing yeah, if I remember rightly. Yeah, just, there they was, don't hide the fact that they and there, there's no Zygon with the pitchfork. Zygon with the pitchfork. That was quite gory. That was bad, although really good acting from Ian Martyr, I thought. You could see he was kind of channeling evil yeah it was very really very good. nasty very yeah, nasty yeah. piece of work in and that, that would have been um, that would have been <laughs> that was Great quite sinister. frightening for the younger yeah. viewers because your your hero you yeah. know he's a yeah. good guy and and he was quite, I, was quite I, I actually quite remember that because i was about to turn at the time <laughs> 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 and um it was quite off-putting because he was he was Harry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but suddenly he wasn't Harry. Mm. <laughs> yeah. he's an imbecile yeah yeah, yeah. 
another great cliffhanger also the first episode where you first get a reveal of the, oh, the full Zygon. Yeah. And the, that, they, look they, were really very, they, they, they stand up well, the test of time, the, the costume, the look Pretty of the costume. Well. The, around the mouths. Yeah. Mm, I, I, I prefer you, them to the so, new so ones. Do, I was just going to say mm. that. It's one of the few things which I don't think have been or could be improved. Yeah. I just thought they, they were absolutely fantastic. Oh, well, what sticks mm. in my mind is uh, recently, um, was it Product Enterprises, when they started doing the classic monsters, the classic figures. Right. Mm. They rec- they, one of the first sets... Character set- options. Yeah. yeah, sorry, character options. Okay. Yeah. When, when they, uh, the, one of the first sets they brought out was the Zygon. Right. And it was... Pa- perfect it was an com- excellent reproduction mm. complete down to the little silver microphone that was in the silver su- the first yeah. sucker yeah yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah only one of them had that but yes yeah i was quite impressed with this as well that a lot of the lead actors and some of them were you know, proper actors yeah yeah um such as the guy that played the, the duke. duke of john wood Woodnut. Yeah, yeah the duke of argyle actually mm. played the yeah. Zygon character as well. He was in the costume. He, did, he yeah. was in the costume. He wasn't yeah. just playing the, the human version yes. and someone else. Unlike in the fifties. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He actually played. I mean, you could hear it in the voice somewhat, but then yeah. that could have been voiced over yeah. afterwards. But they actually seemed to, and, and hence the whole bit about the, the suckers. It's the suckers thing yeah. that's in this Slayton's <laughs> autobiography. Yeah. Um, I I do remember this quite clearly from my childhood <laughs> and um, I can understand why it's become one of those classic stories it, you know, there, are, there are stories that get classed as this, the classics of the era mm. and I can understand why this is regularly in that you know, top 50 list for yeah. people to watch etc because it's a very contained story. Okay, we don't see the, the, the Zygons getting there and all this. We, we walk into yeah. it at a certain part. But it is a nicely contained story. We understand why they've suddenly decided to take over the world, etc. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the use of the Loch Ness monster in it. Even the effect is a bit The, the, the idea of using it, it wasn't realised. There wasn't CGI in, that in those days. and it was, it's, 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 almost, it's almost dinosaurs. Yeah. <laughs> the dinosaurs. Yeah. It is almost stop go animation. They, which... did a, they, they did have a bit of stop motion, but not much. So, yeah, yeah. Mainly just a hand puppet. But, but yeah, it, yeah, I mean, you, you kind of for, think... for ten year old eyes, it was the Loch Ness monster. Yeah. Actually, they got <laughs> actually. I think TV. they got the the puppet that they used for dinosaur invasion and just gave it a repaint. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was <laughs> talk about recycling. Yeah, it's a, it's an exciting story mm. as well. It, it doesn't lose its pace. It's quite well paced throughout, mm. and you've got some lovely scenes like the Harry turning nasty. That's really good. The the and scene too, in adds to it. and the scene in the um. Decontamination chamber. Yeah, that was weird. Mm. What was that sound the doctor made? What was that all about? <laughs> Exhaling the, the air for yeah, lungs. Emptying his lungs full of air. So he could go into a trance state. I can't state. remember the sound. Was it? Oh! It was a bit like that. <laughs> it was a bit like that. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, Tom Baker, big eyes, mm, big mouth. Grief, yeah. But then that also tied into reinforcing the fact that he's an alien yeah. himself. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it is. I just think it's it's in terms of showing. Or if you have anyone that hasn't seen the old classic stuff, or I hate classic because it's not classic. It, you know, there's nothing better or worse than the, the old and the, the older Doctor Who. It 
it's definitely one to show people who haven't seen some of the old original series. Mm. It, it stands up well to the time. But I, mean, I think there are the, better examples of his era. But, uh, the, the Muppet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what I do like about it, though, is the whole situation eventually is resolved by the Doctor playing fetch. Mm. Yes. Yeah, the little yeah. tracer device. And oh, was that meant to resemble or shouldn't we ask? <laughs> <laughs> a chew it. Yes. Mm. I didn't quite get what happened. It was stuck to his hand and suddenly it wasn't. Well, how did it. Oh, well, in, uh, right, in the beginning bit, there's twice you see it, it sticks to his hand. Yeah. And the um, the Loch Ness Monster's about to tread on him, which is yeah. the end of episode. But Harry actually, who's now inside the Zygon ship, threw uh, himself at the controls, which right. made interfered. it interfered yeah. with it, and it fell off his the Doctor's hand, oh, and he could roll away. And Harry gets knocked out. In right. the second time we see it, it never actually stuck to his hand. Yeah, he just found it in his pocket and then threw it. Yep. into the Thames I don't know I hadn't seen this before I was going to say about a year and a half old or whatever uh, when it came out and I never caught it on UK Gold or VHS and I've heard it's a great classic but I'm not sure it quite lived up to that for me uh, the monsters are classic yeah for their look more than anything yeah. else yeah. Mm-hmm. it's their look which makes them that uh, you know that memorable but the rest of the story is good it's fine but it's not up there with Talons or um, Genesis of the Daleks or oh, many other, or Pyramids yeah. of Mars or many other of the, the similar era, I didn't think. But. Do you think for something to be a classic, people like us, people who decide these things are classics, you have to have that memory of, from watch, of watching Maybe. it as a kid think, to, to compare I with? Think personally, I think you can only call something a classic after the depth of years. You can't watch something... and say uh, for argument's no. sake for argument's sake we've just watched listen everyone sits there and says oh yes that's a classic no that, that's that's, no, no, that's, that's bear, not what bear, i mean bear with me that's Clearly a, that one was no uh, no I'm just, yeah. no i'm just saying <laughs> you, that you can't say within a couple of months you've got to wait for a couple of years if you go back to it after a couple of years and you're still enjoying it you're still drawing stuff out mm. of it that's, that's when you can apply i know what you're saying but 14, that's that's not what i mean because um, <laughs> oh, i think Mask of Mandragora, or Terror of the Zygons, I think they're classics. Yeah. Um, but if I hadn't, like Adam, if I hadn't seen them as a kid <clears throat> and watched them now, I might find them a bit dull and wouldn't automatically think, oh, yeah, that, that's a classic. But we, we've got the memory of watching Zygons when it first came out. We've got mm, the excitement and what it felt like when we were five, six years old. It adds to it. I'm not sure it's enough, though, because yeah. a lot of these old doctors haven't seen, like, Tomb of Sidemen. Mm. It's a classic. Uh, you know, Towns of Wing Chiang, again, when was that? A couple of years later, I would have been three or four, maybe. I didn't see it. It's a I classic. Think, yeah. I, think, <laughs> I think there's two There's two versions of the word classic, really. There's there's the emotive version, which is the, we saw it, it lingered in our memory all those years when a lot of other things didn't. Yeah. And to our hearts, mm. because of an event, it's a classic. Five There's also <laughs> stuff that, actually, when you look at it, you might sit there and go, that's ruddy awful. But it's actually classed as a classic <laughs> because it's a fine example of yeah. the, the narrative, the display of something. Whatever. Yeah. So you get pieces of music that class as classics. Even nobody though, likes it. Yeah, though <laughs> God knows why anyone would. Because it's it's the right beat, it's the right tonal quality, the rest of it. I think with Doctor Who, that's very, very vague in a in a classical term to 
class what kind of stories are classic mm. because of the vagary of it. So I think it has to be very much more upon if if seventy five percent of the fandom say it's classic, ergo it's it's very, very classic, much if you know to, what I mean. Yeah, very much to do with subjective enjoyment. Yeah. I think J&T yeah, yeah. had it right in saying the memory cheats. Oh, God, yes. Oh, yes. That memory I told you of, of the really scary guy with the mouldy green arm and it was yeah. terrifying and, oh, God, I wish I could remember which episode that was because it scared me as a kid. Seeds I, of... No, it was Ark in Space. Ark in Space. And the it bubble wrap. It bubble was wrap, bubble yeah. wrap painted green. green. Yeah, and I green, tell you, yeah. when I saw that again, when Keith realised which one it was... Jeez, things look different. I mean, when you're five and when you're. I've only got one thing to say: original series lost in space. (laughs) But there again, there were were scenes in Ark in Space where I did find very convincing, actually, where you see one of the Wirren Grubs inching its way along the corridor and it goes into that crack in the bulkhead. Yes, but crumbly, the bubble wrap green. Sleeping bag man wasn't one of them. (laughs) Sleeping bag. if, If you then had. The ability to actually make that the kind of modern effect without buggering it up like they did in Enlightenment. Would the story then still be as strong? The story would be. It was and, just and the effect. And I think effects. that's that's the division yeah. as well. I, think... I mean, like Invasion of the Dinosaurs, you've really got to look past those dinosaurs. <laughs> oh, I, I think the, the and one... it's an okay story, but if all you can see are a pterodactyl or <laughs> weird, <laughs> I, I think the, there's one thing to sum it up. There was uh, recently they sh- on one of the shows they showed um, Claws of Axos, mm. right? Mm. You had the scene where the they thought the monster into the particle accelerator and it's reduced down to axonite yes and crashes through the uh, particle accelerator mm. and chases our heroes around the lab mm. there was a couple of seconds when the camera first lingers on it you think mm. what the hell is that and then it lingers on it a hell of a lot longer and you realize yeah. that it's a man in a sack with yeah. string taped on it <laughs> but for those first couple of seconds mm. yeah Right, we seem to have ventured off into what is and isn't a classic yeah. now. Yeah. Has anyone got anything else to say about the Zygons? I still uh, enjoyed it. I still yeah, enjoy I mean, it. In summing up, I mean, it's very memorable for me for, because it was the first appearance of the Zygons and they were so unlike any other Doctor Who monster we've previously seen. Mm. The only appearance in old, the original. Yeah, yeah. that's it. Yeah. The only it's taken yeah. 40 years mm. to come yeah. back. Well, 47, whatever it was. And that's to say because they look no, so repellent as well. Yeah, definitely, definitely one of those ones I'm happy to watch. Mm. Mm-hmm. Again, <laughs> mm-hmm. I enjoyed the reshowing over the weekend. Number fourteen on the uh, list in Doctor Magazine mm, poll. Oh. Mm. Very high. Yeah! Right, I'd like to say you've been writing to us, you lovely, lovely, lovely people, but you haven't. One of them has. Well, Naya has. Yeah. Thank you, Naya. Naya's wonderful. Thank you, Naya. We love Naya. <laughs> oh yes, thank you. Thank you, Naya. At least Naya's <laughs> written to us because last time nobody wrote to us. No. That's because I wasn't no. here. <laughs> anyway, Naya says, Are you listening comfortably? I, I am yes. sitting comfortably. You are sitting Bated comfortably. breath. Then I shall begin. I'm so far behind on listening to podcasts that I have no idea what to say that would tie into any of them. But I do have a bit of personal news Ooh. and who related news. Ooh, okay. Personal news. Mm. I'm coming back to England! Hey. I'll be there in late September to see the Cumberbatch Hamlet Ooh. and hope to see you all before you come to America in Yo. November where I also hope to see you all. I'll <laughs> have a look at that see if I can get tickets. Maybe too late, I suspect. Oh, who related news? Oh. Yep. 
Mad Norwegian Press has been doing a series of books about the women in various fandoms, Ooh. including the Hugo-winning Chicks Dig Time Lords, oh, yeah. colon, A Celebration of <laughs> Doctor Irrigation. Who by the Women Who Love It, the Hugo-nominated Chicks Unravel Time, colon, <laughs> Women Irrigation. Journey Through Every Season of Doctor Who, plus Chicks Dig, com- Chicks Dig Comics and Chicks Dig Gaming. I can finally talk about the upcoming April release of this series, Companion Piece, colon... Irrigation. Women celebrate the humans, aliens and tin dogs of Doctor Who. Uh-huh. And I want to talk about it. Go because on, I'm in it. Ooh. Ooh. With an essay on Ooh. how you can chart ah. the rise and progress of British feminism through how the companions are treated, titled <laughs> From There's Nothing Only About Being a Girl to The Most Important Woman in the Whole of Creation. <laughs> <laughs> Other yeah. essays include... That Nitro 9 You're Not Carrying, colon, Violence and the Companion by Shannon Maguire. What a splendid-looking Roman you make. <laughs> the Male Companions from Ian to Rory by Emma Nichols. I'll have to read that bit. <laughs> My Doctor, Harry Sullivan by Sarah McDermott. Oh. A Question of Emphasis, The Doctor as Companion by Amal al We Robots by Erica Ensign. Mm. And many more. Link included to book announcement and full table of contents for the show notes. Lots of love, Naya. Thank you. Ooh, Thank you, Naya. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, that seems an interesting read. That does. Because mm. she's, she's right. You look at um, companions oh, yeah, at the beginning be. and they're just so much fluff. Yeah. A bit yeah. of candy floss, you know, to make well, everything sweet. Yeah, you've, I don't know, you've always had floss. intelligent ones like Zoe and that kind of thing. Barbara yeah. had her moment, certainly. Yeah. yeah, but then you've always had... Screamers like yes. Victoria and yeah. Mel. Polly and yeah, even yeah. Susan was dreadfully. Oh, she just wanted to Gallifrey smack her. And Time Lord, the Time Lady, whatever. <laughs> yeah, she should have been smarter than Ian and Barbara In together. In fairness, but... they didn't know that at that point. Well, still, <laughs> I know, I know. Um, yeah, <laughs> but apart from Mickey, none of the blokes have really had that problem, and even Mickey. Mickey improved. Was, yeah, Mickey was only allowed what? to be yeah. an imbecile for a little while. <laughs> yeah, once they actually found him, it was actually a decent character. <laughs> yeah, they knew who, certainly Mickey and Rory both started off as quite weak-willed characters. And... Mm. I don't know if I agree about Rory. I thought always, Rory was always quite strong. It's just Amy was stronger. Maybe. And, you know, Maybe. he was in love and that makes men stupid. You can get <laughs> them to do anything. No, you can't. <laughs> Shush. Okay, sorry. <laughs> Maybe. People, please write to us. At? It makes us feel sad if you don't write to us. Mm. Then we cry and have depressive moments. So lonely. Because, you know, if <laughs> you don't talk to us, we've got to talk to each other, and that never ends well. <laughs> and then we think nobody's yeah. listening to us, so what's the point of doing it? <laughs> and, uh... Oh, shush up, you daft cockney. <laughs> <laughs> you can write to us at show. At. Show. Hang on. What? What? Show at show. Show at show. Try that, one again. <laughs> try that you... one again. Shall we try that again? <laughs> Are you going to do a problem? <laughs> Are you? <laughs> you can write to us at show at staggeringstories.net. Woohoo! <laughs> and so, dear listeners, that brings us to the end of another podcast. Aww. Aww. But never fear, in the next one there'll be more of the same. Hooray. More fun frivolity and jollity. More news and reviews. More who old and new. And Scott. Maybe and Scott, yes. If he's back alive again. Because mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> he's dead. 
I think so. Oh, again. So until that... <laughs> Bubbling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good one. Bubbling. Boisterous. Boisterous. Bouncing ball of... Bouncing beatitudes comes boiling down upon us. This is me, Crumbly Sam. Be seeing you. Farewell. Goodbye. Au revoir. You have been listening to the Staggering Stories podcast, series one, number 204, featuring Adam J. Purcell, Andy Simpkins, Fake Keith, Gene Riddler, and the real Keith Dunn. The views expressed here are those of the speaker and don't necessarily represent those of the other speakers or the site. No copyright infringement is intended, and this is a Fake Keith production for www.staggeringstories.net. One scene, and they fired her. So Janeway got a whole an episode. She did. <laughs> Janeway. Yeah, the original Janeway. The original Janeway. Oh, ah. she went She's, for a whole episode. Janeway's in Orange is the New Black. She, is. she got the shit knocked out of her. <laughs> Bar of soap. No, no, no. It was a padlock in a sock. Ooh, and they wow. beat the living snot out of her. Oh, we all want yeah. to do that after Voyager. This is true. <laughs> <laughs> the way you're holding out your hands, you know, with your palms outstretched. It looked like you'd given the jolly green giant a lot of pleasure. (laughs) (laughs) You have an interesting imagination there. I'm not sure where to go now. Moving rapidly on. Hope does that. Do you think he's wanking off imaginary advert characters? He's God. He's God. He's doing it. Uh, A bit wider than that. L. L. No, we've had L. We've had all of them. Z for Zygon. No, I had Z. Q. B for body snatcher. B. We've had B. B for pod. Not B. Oh, no, that, that Scottish letter. No, Irish letter. Oh. You remember Dar O'Brien? <laughs> oh. Or. 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 The letter Or. Yeah, as in O'Brien. Yeah, you smug bastard. You're not so quick with it now, are you? I'm not really up on my Gaelic, son. All right. (laughs) You're what?